think about the first time that you walked into a new class the first day of school, right? You mm-hmm. recognized a couple people, but there were certain people in the classroom that you haven't known or haven't spent much, spent much time with. And you're a little bit introverted. You're not really talking to that many people. But then you go back the next day and the next day and the next day and think about where you are at the end of that year going into that same classroom every single morning, every single week, every single month, that entire year. How more extroverted are you by the end of that year? Life is a trip. No matter where you've been or where you're going, you might have more in common with someone on the other side of the world than you think. Let's go. Hello, 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 Life's a Trip listeners. So, this little intro, real quick, is just to go ahead and explain to you guys a little bit about what this episode's about and sort of what we're getting into this week in terms of the theme. So as you guys know, this podcast is all about travel, wellness, and self-improvement. So I was really lucky to be able to connect with Scott Aaron, who is an absolute expert on LinkedIn and networking in general. And so yeah, this week's episode dives into some of that and how you can use your social media to build a huge network and benefit your personal brand or your business, whatever you have. And I'm just really happy that I get to bring you guys this episode because I think it's important right now that we gear towards a bit more positivity and also into some wellness themes since traveling isn't really possible for a lot of us right now. So I hope you guys enjoy it and I also just wanted to remind everyone that the podcast is available on pretty much every platform that you might use to be listening to your podcast. So wherever you are right now, be sure to take a moment after this episode and leave us a review some feedback or anything really because we are a new podcast just starting out and really anything helps especially getting those reviews and having some sort of feedback without further ado let's go ahead and dive into today's episode we are on season one episode five social media and the power of networking with scott aaron enjoy So, hi everyone, and welcome back to the Life's a Trip podcast. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Scott Aaron. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Scott? Absolutely. So, you know, first of all, uh, thank you so much for having me on here today. And uh, my name is Scott Aaron, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, now in Marlton, New Jersey, which is uh, about 45 miles um, uh, west of the Jersey Shore. And uh, I've was in the fitness industry for close to two decades and made a pivot to online marketing, online coaching, speaking, and writing uh, about seven years ago. And basically, my life has never been the same since. And it's been this amazing roller coaster ride of ups and downs and trials and tribulations and, and creating the, the life that I truly deserve. And, and now I inspire to teach others how to do the same. Awesome. That's super cool to hear. And I'm actually really curious, having read a little bit about your story, um, about how you started out and sort of what you took from that experience with um, being in the fitness and the wellness industry. You know, a a lot of things. And, you know, the looking back, I I always look back on my journey and, and and I take different things away from it. But 
I think that the number one thing that I took away from that was the art of human connection. And what I mean by that is the art of listening, the art of asking questions, and the art of solving people's problems as they as they come to you with them. And as mm-hmm. a personal trainer and sports nutritionist, that's all people hire me for. They they came to me <laughs> with problems. I, I want to lose weight. I want to gain weight. I need a workout routine. I need a nutrition plan, like all this stuff. But at the same time, I, I had to really bob and weave through that experience to learn that I can't, I can't create the same solution for every person. Every person has different needs. They have different wants. They have different goals. So mm-hmm. when you become an active listener and not an active talker, you know, those that speak last are the ones that usually are going to lead and show others how to win because, you know, most people are, when they're talking to someone, they're thinking about what can I say back? They're thinking about their next sentence instead of really focusing in on that person. So when I realized that I really had a gift in human connection, in building relationships and trust and rapport, I I took that to the online world back in in 2013. And literally, my, my life has never been the same because you know, the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. And, and I, I took that and I enabled myself to transfer that gift and that talent that I had for communicating with people in person, but doing it in the online fashion where a lot of people were moving to. Yeah, that's definitely something that a lot of people have had to shift with, especially in the marketing industry is like going into digital and relying on that so much with these connections, which can be often uh, disingenuous at times, especially for companies that are, you know, large companies that can't really reach their audiences on an individual level. So it's super interesting. Like, what would you say, I guess, is the difference when you go into like networking, whereas it's it's like it can be in person or it can be online. Like, what would you say is your approach, I guess, in those different ways? Well, I think it's asking questions to lead to answers, but not pitching and selling people. And I think that's the big mistake that a lot of people make when they're mm-hmm. doing coaching, when they're doing consulting. You know, they, they're, they're so quick to try to get the sale that they're not taking the time to do the most important thing, which is to really build that trust with people. Because, you know, in the age that we're in, in 2020, everyone is selling something at this point, whether it's a Etsy store or a Shopify account or an Amazon influencer, whatever it is, affiliate, everyone is selling something. So if, if everyone is being constantly sold to, how are you taking the time to get to know your customer or your future client? And That's what I'm always looking to do. I'm always looking to take the longest and most arduous road possible to build the strongest and most meaningful relationships where people will come back. And when the time is right, they will say yes to me being able to assist them. And I think that too many people, again, number one, are doing too much selling and telling, not not enough asking and listening. But number two, you're really not taking the time to create connection. When you take the time to create connection, you can create whatever you want for your business. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, part of building that connection is, you know, not only like trying to, like you said, not only trying to ask a question or make a sale, but getting to know the person on that level. Um, What are some of the ways, I guess, that you can encourage, that you do encourage people to approach 
others when it comes to networking, when it comes to like a personal individual level or versus like a, a business level? Well, you know, I think it's it goes for the the same. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you're connecting with someone on a personal level or a business level, you always want to want to do the same thing. And if you're going to do this online, obviously, I teach uh, LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. there's a lot. Everyone's still focusing on Facebook and Instagram. Like that's that's everyone's main platform. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm omnipresent on all the platforms. But why I love LinkedIn so much is because it's it's active networking. It's people that that truly do want to talk and network with other people. And I want to capitalize off of that, whether it's getting on a podcast. And, you know, I've been using that to get on podcasts. And and just this week, I mean, I have six, I'm doing six recordings today. I'm doing three tomorrow. I'm doing Mm -hmm. two more on Thursday and three more on Friday. That's just this week. So when you can really get yourself out there, how you can support one another, how you can really, uh, enable each other to better each other. That's what it's all about. And I have something called the magic formula. So Mm -hmm. if you do want to reach out to someone cold that you don't know, but you're looking to end up forming some sort of personal or professional relationship on social media, you can do this not just on LinkedIn. You can do this on Facebook or Instagram. And number one is you state the person's name. You know, hey, Susie, great to be connected to you. The second thing is you want to create the body of the message in a way where it's stating why you're connecting without selling or pitching, you know, creating a connecting point. So, for example, I would say, I saw that you also have a business podcast, just like myself, would love to hear more about it and share more about mine to see how we can support each other here on social media. So I've, I've stated the reason why I'm reaching out. I've mentioned the word support instead of like selling but also, I've also stated the main reason why we should connect because we both have business podcasts. The third part of that is finishing up with a CTA, which is a call to action. So questions lead to answers. Statements lead to nothing. So if I was to say, Susie, just let me know when's good for you to talk. Guess what? She's never going to let me know because I never asked when. But if I said, Susie, do you have any time this week or next week for a call? I'm asking, and then she's going to come back and tell me. So the, the, the simple adage I tell people is you have to ASK in order to GET. And that, honestly, that three-step process can be brought to any social media platform, and it will gain you more connections, more conversations, and more business. Right. And I think when you look at the different social media platforms, a lot of people, millennials like myself, would say that there is a different approach that could come to like an Instagram DM versus a Facebook thing. So how would you actually like suggest somebody from a business perspective to, to approach these different platforms? Like, is there a difference um, versus LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook? Or could it just be the similar approach that you just mentioned? Yeah, I think it could be taken to because I use that same approach on all three platforms and it gets me phone calls all the time. Think about mm-hmm. all these people, quote unquote, sliding into people's DMs. So the, the fact is, is that everyone has autoresponders at this point. How just ask yourself that how genuine and authentic is that if you have an autoresponder, if you have yeah. something that, that is automatically responding for you, how genuine and authentic is that? Again, the, the big thing is this. People are looking for shortcuts. Shortcuts right. don't get you anywhere in life. Les Brown actually says it best. He says that the, he says those that take 
the easiest road possible will end up creating and living the hardest life possible. But those that take the hardest road possible will end up living and creating the easiest life possible. So sometimes you do have to take the longest, most arduous road to get to where you want to be and to create what you want. But most people are looking for simplicity. Most people are looking for shortcuts. And again, you know, what everyone needs to think about is this. Think about from the perspective of the person you're reaching out to. Put yourself in that person's shoes. And if you got some auto DM, would you respond? And the answer is probably not. Like you're like, oh, that's an auto responder. I'm definitely not responding to that. But if people took the time and genuinely and authentically responded and connected to people as themselves, you're going to see a lot more people wanting to engage with you. So it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how experienced or how lack of experience you have. It doesn't matter if it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever you're doing. When you're being yourself, when you're asking questions and you're being genuine, authentic, you're always going to win. Definitely. I think it's it's difficult with um, the attention spans that people have right now as well. It can be really hard. There, We start to get like a pattern and have such a short attention span because we just see like a pattern of these auto reply messages. And when you get something as genuine as like a you know, a personalized message, it can be something that will definitely stand out for your business or for yourself as an entrepreneur. But one of the things I've definitely heard from a lot of my colleagues is, you know, why do I need a LinkedIn profile? Like what kind of person actually needs a LinkedIn profile? And for someone new navigating LinkedIn, like what would be, I guess, some of the tips you'd have or or also some of the reasoning behind why people need to have a LinkedIn? Well, number one, it, it has the most ideal avatar for business. So the average age is 30 to 55. Uh, But here's the thing with millennials. There's now 80 million millennials on that. So there's 600 million people on LinkedIn. 80 million of them are now of the millennial age. So they're even even seeing the opportunity that LinkedIn presents from a business standpoint. Number two Mm -hmm. is money mindset. The average income that someone makes on Facebook and Instagram is $30,000 a year or less. The average income that someone makes on LinkedIn is seventy-five dollars to $100,000 a year or more. So you have to think about if I'm going to be wanting to create a business transaction, where am I going to have the best opportunity to talk to someone that could see the value in what I do that would invest in me? Someone that's making $30,000 a year or less that's just getting by or someone that's living more abundantly that's making between seventy-five dollars to $100,000 a year or more. Now, the other thing is the size of the organic network that you can grow. So Facebook and Instagram, number one, the average age is 18 to 29, but also you're only allowed 5,000 friends on Facebook and Instagram has the highest rate of any social media platform of fake accounts to real accounts percentage wise. So you Mm -hmm. really have to think about where you are, but LinkedIn, you're allowed 30 thousand organic connections. I've grown my network on LinkedIn from 500 to nearly 28,000 in just under four years. That's organic. That is not doing any of the, 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 the disingenuous tactics that a lot of people do on LinkedIn and a lot of social media platforms, the follow for follow, the like for like. It's just creating content 
connecting with people in a genuine way where they're going to want to connect back with you or they're going to want to see what you're doing. So for someone that has a business that is looking for more business, wants to start talking to, to higher profile people, more business mindset people, people that have a healthier money mindset, they're going to need to be on LinkedIn at this stage in the game in entrepreneurship. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's one of the reasons why I, I actually made my own profile and I have a blog post about this as well, because there are just so many benefits that come from it, whether or not you're in a corporate job like I am, or you're an entrepreneur like yourself, you know, building a network. Either way, there are a lot of benefits to it. And especially within my own network, um, in my own job, I've gotten to meet so many people online or in person later on, you know, having a coffee with them at the office. It's, it's really a great platform where you can like navigate um, and meeting different people within your own network and also outside of it. So it's Absolutely. definitely really cool. Yeah. I'm curious, what are the next steps that you suggest um, for people after they make that connection, after they actually, you know, have the response from the person they're trying to contact? Like, how do you maintain that? Because you have so many connections, you know, 28,000 is crazy. Like, how do you actually, you know, juggle all these people? Because for someone who who's like myself, I guess, a little bit more introverted at times, it's difficult to maintain so many um, friendships and connections, for example, despite, you know, we have a thousand followers, whatever, you know, you don't actually speak to all of them. So how, exa how exactly do you keep that so genuine? Well, don't forget, no matter what people say, mm -hmm. every single person has introverted and extroverted tendencies. They right. just show up in different ways. So for everyone that says, well, I'm really extroverted, so it's easy, or I'm really introverted, so this is hard for me. We're all introverted in, in doing something the first time if it's brand new. You know, think about just think about this, whether it's high school or college. Think about the first time that you walked into a new class the first day of school, right? You mm -hmm. recognized a couple people, but there were certain people in the classroom that you haven't known or haven't spent much, spent much time with. And you're a little bit introverted. You're not really talking to that many people. But then you go back the next day and the next day. And the next day, and think about where you are at the end of that year, going into that same classroom every single morning, every single week, every single month, that entire year. How more extroverted are you by the end of that year? Much, because mm -hmm. it's more comfortable. So after going through the magic formula and someone saying, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's talk. There is a, a five-step process that I always take people through to have a great free-flowing conversation on the phone. So when you get someone on the phone, the first step is always starting with the other person, turning it to them, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. So you always wanna start with their story. And the reason why you do this is because you wanna create a connecting point between you and that person. Because if you're a good listener, you'll take some notes. And if you're talking to the right person, you're gonna find some relatability between you that person and your story so you can basically connect two people that have never spoken before but have similarities because you've lived a similar life. So you're always looking to connect with the mirror image of yourself. So to give you guys an example, if, if I was still doing personal training, I would seek to connect with other personal trainers, gym owners, or sports nutritionists from a business standpoint because that's what I did for nearly uh, 20 years. So. The chances are a gym owner, a nutritionist, and a personal trainer, they've lived or are living the same life as I'm living. You know, like always attracts like and like always does what other people do. So I want to connect with that mirror image. So 
first making it about them, letting someone talk about themselves, because that will give me some ammunition to understand their story a little bit more to bring it into mine. The second step is sharing your story, which links you back to their story. So if that personal trainer was saying, you know, you know, I'm, I'm tired of trading time for dollars, you know, I'm exhausted, I'm up early, I go to bed late, it's just so monotonous, blah, blah, blah. I could say, you know, Steve, I can really relate to everything that you're saying. You know, for me, I was tired of trading time for dollars as well. You know, I was up early, I was in bed late, I went, it was just, it was like Groundhog's Day, and I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So you're sharing your story to their story. The third mm-hmm. part is sharing your aha moment, um, or I'm sorry, your, your passion. And basically, you know, you could say, well, you know, that's a little bit of my story, Steve, but my passion is really showing and teaching other entrepreneurs, other personal trainers like yourself, how to stop trading time for dollars and have a successful online virtual business. So stating my passion. Then I move into the fourth part, which is my aha moment. And I would say, you know, Steve, I was sitting on the beach with my family and my son, who was around nine months old at the time, was crawling around in the sand. And I got an email on my phone that I opened and it said, congratulations, Scott, you've just earned X amount of dollars this week. And why that was so impactful, Steve, is because that was the first time. And at that point, my 15 year career in personal training that I ever made one dollar, not training people, but also from sitting in my beach chair on vacation. And I haven't stopped growing my business since. And the fifth and final part, finishing with a question, would you like to learn more about how we can do this together? So it's always their story, your story, your passion, your aha moment. Do you want to learn more? Now, are you going to suck the first few times? Absolutely. Because as T. Harv Ector states, every master was once a disaster. So you need to get your repetitions. It's not going to be easy and free-flowing the first time, but the more that you practice, the better you get, and the more sales and the more clients and customers you're going to achieve. It's really helpful, too, that you broke it down in that way, and, and I definitely agree, like, Having it, like you mentioned, having it be so personalized is is super helpful to actually maintaining those connections long term. And I think that's also, you know, a good way to manage it. But I, I am curious, you know, how do you actually keep track of every um, or not each and every connection you make, of course, but like, how do you keep track, I guess, of, of these people as they reach out to you? Do you only use, you know, the LinkedIn messenger or is there some other way that you keep track as they can convert into leads as well? Do you use like an Excel sheet? You know, what kind of software, I guess, or whatever do you use? No, zero software. I mean, obviously, okay. I, I have an email list. I use something called Kartra to stay in contact with my with my leads and and my my clients that that I have email addresses to and obviously I will go in and um, I'll send them like broadcast about if I'm launching a new book or if I have a new product or I'm doing a free training so you know you could here's the big thing and this is mm-hmm. this is what I want you know your audience to understand is that you know there's one aspect of entrepreneurship and business that there's no click funnel for there's no email sequence for, you know, there, there's no uh, email sequence, any of those things. And it's human connection. It's the one aspect of business that still needs to be built from the ground up. And those individuals that really take that time to build the best business and best relationships are going to create the best income and leave the best impact for people around them. 
I think it's it's just a bit difficult for people to understand as well. Sometimes when it comes to, you know, putting money into these connections, associating them together, I would say it can be difficult for people because, you know, it's just something that's supposed to be so genuine. And have yeah. you ever gotten, I guess, that sort of lash back, I guess, around this whole concept of start trying to make money around genuine connection? Well, I mean, there's always people that are going to really push you. And, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I, I launched my new book um, about a week ago, and it, it mm-hmm. hit number one new release in the category on Amazon. So just wow. I was very grateful for that, you know, now being yeah, a two-time. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Two-time bestseller now on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had all these people. I added it to my profile on LinkedIn. So all these people started congratulating me. And I, you know, and I reached out to a bunch of people and I said, thank you so much. If you'd like to check out the book, here's a link for it. So just, mm-hmm. you know, just genuinely saying here, you know, you congratulated me on the release of this book. Right. Here's the link if you want to check it out. So I, I, I sent it to a bunch of people. This one guy writes back. He goes, why did you send me the link? And I said, <laughs> because you congratulated me on the release of this new book. I figured you would at least want to check it out. He goes, right. why? I never asked for it. You should ask before you send it. And I said, well, I <laughs> I said, either way, I appreciate you and the support of my new release. I want to wish you and your family well wishes during these uncertain times. And thanks again. And I left it at that. So I'm not going to get in the ring with someone that feels that I was pitching. I wasn't saying, hey, go buy my book. Mm -hmm. I was saying, hey, thanks. I I, I literally the message says and and I'll read it to you. The message says, um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and your support. If you'd like to check the book out, here's the link. That's it. It's not saying like, go buy my book. So I think right now this goes back to, I, I don't, I have no emotional attachment to how people respond. You know, again, that's his deal. That's his story. Something happened in his business journey that he's feeling like he's always sold to. When there's someone genuinely saying here, you know, thanks so much. Here's the book if you want to check it out. You know, if he would have did that to me, if he would have sent me, I would have congratulated him. And he said, you're so welcome. You know, here's the link to the book. I would say, awesome. I'll check it out. I wouldn't say, Mm -hmm. why are you sending me that link? That's that person's insecurity. But here's the thing. I live by the principle of going for no. Yes is the destination, but no is how we get there. So if you let those people stop you, it will be the pitfall of your business. If you really allow people's emotional responses to emotionally impact you, you're never going to move forward. So I always use that notion of, you know what? That's their emotion. That's their feeling. That's their response. It's not mine. So I have to continue to move forward. So my advice to anyone out there that is actively prospecting, that is actively recruiting, that is actively looking to build their business Don't get emotionally attached to the outcome. Just continue to move forward, whether it's a millimeter or a mile to leave people better and the right people will show up and they will walk through your door. 
I think there's definitely, you know, a thin line um, that people have between, you know, wanting to to be a contact or a connection with you and then also seeing that it could be, you know, misconstrued as, as a sort of a pitch or a business thing. And that's the difficulty I think a lot of people have with today's ad heavy digital landscape, you know, where they're, you're just bombarded constantly with people wanting your money. And that's the difficult part. And there's, you know, of course, a delicate um attitude about money as well um you know i don't know if you're familiar with jen sincero um she wrote you're a badass yeah (laughs) yeah so so funny you brought that up Mm -hmm. on my 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 future wife our first date i didn't bring her flowers i bought you're a badass at making money yes that was my that was my little first date gift to her yeah, it's such a good book, and you know, it really helped me. And I think a lot of um, a lot of people just have have a terrible relationship and mindset around their money. And so, I'm curious, like, how do you speak to that when it comes as up as a topic around your clients and your other connections? Money doesn't care about you, so why do you care about it? It's the truth, especially what's going on right now. I don't know when this is going to air, but we're going through this global pandemic right now, and mm-hmm. everyone is living in scarcity. And you want to talk the people that were living in scarcity. Paycheck to paycheck, week to week, month to month, just getting by before all this happened, they are literally over the edge right now. And I was on the phone with a friend last night and they said, how's your business been impacted? Mm-hmm. And I said, it really, it's as far as week to week, I said, it's gone down just a little bit, but I, I had a, a really good month of March. I'm on a really good start to the month of April and I'm literally taking it week by week day by day. I'm not thinking too far ahead. So money mindset is everything. Your relationship with money, your dialogue with money is everything. So how do you speak about money? Are you worrying about the bills that have to get paid? The way to to stop a depression, the way to stop a recession is to continue the flow of money. So what Mm. are people doing right now, Giovanna? What are they doing? They are storing their money like squirrels store nuts. Right. Right. They're they're cutting back as much as they can. They don't want any money going out. I've already hired new people on my team during this uncertain time because I I know that the people that slow down, that pause and that quit during however long this this time is going to be, they're going to wish they pushed through because in any dark tunnel, there is a light at the end of it. We don't know how long it's going to take to get to the end of that light, but at the end of that tunnel, that light is going to bring forward to those people something incredible. So you have to think about where am I, what can I do right now to have the edge, to have the advantage, to set myself apart from everyone else. And that's why for me, I've been doing online summits. I've been doing free webinars. I've been doing joint ventures. I've been doing I've been on, I think, honestly, in the last three weeks, I've been on to close to 30 podcasts because I know that people might not be listening now, but when these episodes drop, I'm going to be in the ears of so many people that they're going to start to get to know me. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah, totally. You got to take advantage of the time we have. So what are you going to do? You're going to, you can't control anything. We can't control this pandemic. We can't control this virus. We're stuck in our houses. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to adapt and change right now to push your business forward? Are you going to succumb to what's going on? And just to let you know, you know, I do check in on the news every morning, you know, when myself and my future wife, when we 
We have coffee and breakfast. We always ask Alexa, you know, give us the news update. It's seven minutes from NPR. And then we go back to business. She, we, we mm-hmm. both start our day at 10 a.m. and we reconvene later on. So if you think that things aren't going to get better, then they aren't. But if you think prosperously and you think that I know this is a temporary inconvenience, it's going to get better, it will. Yeah, exactly. I think it's definitely important to have um, a day-to-day mentality, as you said, but also to think long-term and to realize that, you know, like you said, this is going to end. It's important to plan ahead and not to, you know, freak out and just sort of hoard things or try to <laughs> buy so many different things at the store and, and just, you know, freak out and panic. It's, it's just important for all of us to maintain our cool and, and to also look for new opportunities as well, which is, you know, kind of why I started this podcast and why I'm trying to invest a lot more into, into my hobbies that I had been wanting to do for years. You know, it's just something that you have to seize the opportunity as you have it. And so that's what makes it actually a great opportunity right now with what we're going through. 100%. So I'm actually curious as well, um, what you can recommend for somebody who is looking to switch from to make a career switch, I guess, from something like what you did working, you know, full time in the fitness and wellness industry to something of being more independent and being an entrepreneur? How was that transition for you? Like, was it immediate? Or did you actually do all of this network marketing as you were in that industry and then transition fully out of it? Or what was it like? I guess? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, it was it was progressive. So you know, in 2013, I started doing network marketing with a company called Isagenix. Uh, they're a health and wellness uh, global product company. And it just made sense for me because I was training 60 to 70 people a week. I had a gym of over a thousand members. So I, I already had a membership base that already trusted, knew me and liked me. And if I provided another product or another way to help them, then it would. And I jumped in. And within about two years, I was able to create enough residual income that matched my income as a personal trainer. So I started to pull back on my training to focus more on the residual side, the leveraged side of my income. And during that process, I found and stumbled upon LinkedIn because whenever you're building a network marketing business, you want to build a team. You, you mm-hmm. can't just be a product distributor. And, and I'm sure you have friends that do like Avon or Mary Kay or, you know, any Rodan and Fields, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And you can enroll people in in the business for the products because, you know, I buy products from, you know, three different companies because I love products and I want to give my friends business. But if you really want to build the the income side, you're going to build a team. And that's what I started focusing on using LinkedIn. And I reached Mm -hmm. out to a friend of mine and I said, Joey, listen, you got to get on LinkedIn. It's an absolute goldmine. Uh, and he said, okay. And I told him what to do of what I knew, you know, five years ago. And two weeks later, he texted me and he said, call me. So I did. And I said, what's up? And he goes, dude, whatever you're doing, he goes, it really works. He goes, I I literally have 14 calls booked and I've never had this many conversations ever. He goes, you should teach this. So now I had a light bulb moment because I'm like, you know what, what does every network marketer want? What does any online business owner want? They want leads. They want more people Mm -hmm. to talk to. So I put some structure around it. And that's when I created my coaching system virtually and one-on-one teaching other entrepreneurs, other network marketers, other online business owners that you can personally brand yourself on this platform. And the person that talks to the most people is the one that's going to win. So to to really, it was a progressive thing. This was by accident. The, The best businesses 
actually are created when you are solving a problem that a lot of people have. So I was solving what I created solves a lot of people's problems, not talking to enough people, not being able to stand out, not getting more visibility, not enough traction, not building their own personal brand. That's what I teach now. And for any person that's looking to make that jump, it, it's called the, the pick and X technique. So if you think about the gold rush that we studied about in high school in California in the 1900s, right? Everyone rushed to, to go to the mountains of California out west to what? Look for gold. But who actually profited the best? It was actually the people that said, what do all of these miners need? They need picks and they need axes because they're all going to California. But what, are they gonna, what do they need to get to the gold? So the people that actually profited the best weren't the people that found gold because not everybody did, but the people that sold those people looking for the gold, the picks and axes are the one that benefited. So my question to anyone that's listening to this is what is your pick and axe product? What product or what has worked for you that you can then help other people because they're struggling with the same problem? So we all have a product or a business inside of us. It's just a matter of putting structure around it, bringing it to the marketplace, being omnipresent on social media, not taking shortcuts, but shortening the learning curve and being in front of as many people as possible. For sure. I think a lot of people also have like a negative mindset around that too, because they think, you know, there's so many products out there already. Like what, what can I bring to the table? You know? And if that's the case, then you're, you're never going to do anything. If, exactly. if, if you think that there's always something out there, then I'm sorry. If you have that thought, then you're going to be at the starting gate for the rest of your life. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. You know, mm -hmm. if, if Facebook said, uh, you know, we're, we're the one and the only, you think Instagram would have ever been created? Do you think TikTok would have ever been created? Do you think all these other, someone's got to reinvent the wheel. Think about Lyft. Did they let Uber stand in their way? They're like, you know what? No, we're going to create something similar to this. That's going to have an additional benefit where people are still going to do this. So it's about bobbing and weaving and creating something the marketplace still needs. Think about how many toothpastes are out there. People buy Colgate, people buy Crest, people buy AIM. They buy all these different toothpastes. But do you think Crest said, you know what? We're the one and only. No, there's, there's a need for everybody. Everyone's going to buy something. <laughs> but what are you going to create that's going to be different from everybody else? Exactly. And creating the need around that as well, which is like, you know, one of my favorite shows is Mad Men and how, you know, they were able to, yeah, get that whole marketing technique all around like a product that's like mouthwash. You know, people would never say that that's something necessary, but, you know, that's the power of marketing and advertising. So it's pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I guess... How do you actually maintain your mental health throughout all of this? That's something I'm also wondering to keep yourself so positive because you're such a positive person throughout what I've heard in your episodes. Yeah. And your attitude is just amazing, you know? So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like, what is, you know, what, how do you do that? Especially right now with the pandemic, it's been really difficult for a lot of people out there and businesses as well, as you can imagine. It's reinforcing positivity, you know, uh, positivity breeds positivity, negative negativity and overwhelm and anxiety breed those same things. So I choose to focus on what I want to focus on. Do I, if I want to focus on being overwhelmed and full of anxiety, I'm never going to move forward. But I practice gratitude every single day. Mm -hmm. I have a gratitude journal that sits next to my, my bed. Every night I fill it out before I go to sleep. So I'm reinforcing all the things that I'm grateful for from that day. And also something great that happened or good music I listened to or something that made me laugh. 
So I always have anchors, but also I protect my mornings. My morning is my most valuable time. That's, that's, my, that's my biggest thing. So, you know, Nancy and I, we get up around six o'clock in the morning and obviously we work out from home now, not our gym, but mm-hmm. we, we do the same thing. We get up, you know, we, we get ready for the day. We take the dogs for a walk. We go downstairs to our basement. We get a good workout, 30, 45 minutes, come back upstairs. We make breakfast, have coffee, talk about our day, what we want to accomplish, what we want to do. And then we both begin our day at 10 a.m. So for me, it's creating a routine that is setting me up for success. And something that I learned very early on from Earl Nightingale, he's got a great book called The Strangest Secret. You can listen to the audio on YouTube or buy the book. It's like seven bucks. And he Mm -hmm. says, what you think about most often is what you become. So we have that choice. What are you going to think about? And, And that's the thing. Our thoughts create everything. The six inches between our ears is the most profitable or negative place to be. So mm-hmm. how are you going to spend that time in your head? Are you going to feed into all of the BS that's going on right now? Or no matter what is going on, don't, don't forget, just because we're going through a global pandemic, doesn't mean you're not going to go through an individual one later on. If you go right. through a divorce, that's an epidemic. You get mm-hmm. sick or ill or you lose a family member, that's a personal pandemic. You lose mm-hmm. your job, that's also an, a pandemic or epidemic. So just because it's happening to everyone doesn't mean you're going to be immune from this ever again. This will happen again. But again, I, I go back to what I said a little bit ago. No matter how dark the tunnel might be, there is always a light at the end of it. So you need to keep moving forward towards that light to get through this. Definitely. Yeah, that's really great. Great tips to, to keep in mind as we go through this. And um, I think we'll go ahead and finish up now with our closing questions. What is something you've learned in the last week? Well, that my, my son loves wrestling. He, uh, he, he did wrestling for the first time uh, this past winter, and he really excelled. And, you know, he's only seven. And wow. we, yeah, and he had, you know, he never did it before. And he actually, you know, he pinned some guys and he, he's doing really well. He's learning a lot of self-confidence, you know, being mm-hmm. more self-aware because in that kind of sport, you need to be, you know, you're out, it's just you and your competition. So it's really teaching him those lessons. So we've been practicing a lot and it's, it's great to see that he's wanting to do something. He wants to wrestle. He wants to go outside and shoot hoops with me. So what I've really learned is that the more that you don't force what you want someone to do and the more they go on their own path, they're going to want to do it and they're going to want to bring you along for it. So what I'm learning from him, you can apply that to anything in your life, whether it's a relationship or business. That's great. Yeah, that's super cool. And that's exciting as well. You know, hopefully um, he can keep doing that once this is all over, you know, (laughs) probably right now it's a bit more difficult. Well, great. Thank you so much, Scott, for being on the podcast. Um, Where can people find out more about you? And also, what is the title of your book for people to be able to go and read it? Yeah, my latest book is called The Network Marketing Academy. It's uh, it's a great book. I mean, it's available on Kindle or paperback. The paperback is, is much better because it's actually a bunch of infographics. It really walks you through mindset, organizational skills, uh, creating leads, and understanding social media from a marketing perspective. Uh, and also, there's a, a free accountability workbook that you can download within the book so you can do the exercises. It's available on Amazon. My other book, which was also a number one bestseller, is LinkedIn focused. It's called the LinkedIn book for network marketing. Uh, really another step-by-step guide. 
And you can find all of that and everything that I do on my website, www.scotterron.net, or on social media, I'm most prevalent uh, and visible on Facebook and LinkedIn under Scott Aaron and Instagram at Scott Aaron LinkedIn and would love to connect. Perfect. Well, thank you again and look forward to speaking to you soon. Absolutely. And thank you again for the opportunity and continue to be well. Follow me on Instagram by searching for at geomonreal and check out my blog on geomonreal.com. Want to be on the next episode? Send an email to lifeisatrippodcast at gmail.com. Music from purpleplanet.com.